Hello, my name is Anna, and I have gone a week without washing my hair. And my name is Joey, and I'm 6'1", and lots of fun. And this is Epiphanies. The podcast where we explore the world of everyday realizations. Hi, Anna. How you doing? I'm good. We just drank some whiskey, and now we're here. Whiskey and lemonade. Yep. That is the case. We're night drinking. It's Sunday night. It's Easter. Oh, not for any of you, because we are now releasing uh, the podcast on Mondays. Yes. No real strong reason for that. No. No, just doing it that way. Yeah, it gives us, I mean, gives Joey more time to edit and get it out there. Although we are recording this at 10 at night. (laughs) Correct. So we usually record in the late afternoon. So, yeah, still not much time for Joey to edit, but it's okay. There's not a lot of editing to be done. Yeah. We make it happen. We make it. We do it good and fast. And today we went. Today was Easter, the day of our Lord. Three days ago, he got spooked, ran into a cave. Today he came out. He saw his shadow. Is that what happened? (laughs) He saw his shadow. (laughs) I'm not well versed in the verses. Uh, No, I I do know this. Um, You know eggs? Yeah. Jesus hated them. Okay, is that a part of the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he wanted all the eggs hidden from sight. And that is why the. No, the tradition. uh, I looked into the tradition a little bit, but it's an old. It is like. It's not, you know how a lot of the Christmas traditions are just kind of new things that capitalism brought upon us? Yeah, like the shitload of gift getting, the shitload of (laughs) gift giving. Shitload wasn't the thing that you messed up on, but you did. (laughs) I had to say it again. (laughs) It was a part of the full phrase. It was, yeah. The shitload of gift giving. Um, (laughs) Shigadibandima. Uh, Shiv, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God damn, we're just. Stupid. Oh yeah, I'm not supposed to laugh towards the microphone. It's my laugh is loud, so. You're doing fine. Okay. <laughs> We're all doing great. We're having a good time. Uh, that being said, where was I? Oh yeah, capitalism created a lot of Christmas shit, um, but capitalism could not touch touch the eggs. Just couldn't. Uh, So the eggs actually began as an old Mesopotamian tradition of decorating eggs. And it had to do with the eggs as a symbol of fertility. Okay. And uh, of a symbol of new life. And the new life, uh, the Christians, when their their guy Jesus died, they really, they, they wrapped their strong Christian arms around the idea of new life because they remembered that their guy jesus was in a cave what about fertility no oh, jesus was fertile as well <laughs> we're all his children oh i suppose because of the trinity baby i thought catholics didn't like fertility well like they do they do in a way they don't like they uh, don't birth control so they, they like love fertility true true this is a podcast about religion 
Yes. It is right now because I want to talk about eggs. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So oh. they, they, <laughs> <laughs> they really liked the eggs because that was a symbol of new life and the life emerging from the cave. And it was really the cavernous inside of an egg, just a yolk in there, just a potential life sitting in there. And that they were like, that's our guy, geez. Um, and oh, geez. But we don't have yolk in the egg. Oh, if you do hard-boiled eggs, yes. I'm thinking about like Easter egg hunts when you go and find plastic? the candy. Thinking about plastic eggs? Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. <laughs> The Christians really latched onto the Mesot- Mesopotamian tradition of plastic eggs. Okay, yeah. That is a part of the more capitalist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Capitalists did do the plastic eggs. But uh, there's also... So the symbolism makes sense. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but the how it fully connected, because there's also a tradition um, in a lot of Slavic countries of painting the egg, eggs red. Okay. And putting a cross on them. Uh, Poland, especially. Poland loves their eggs. And we love them. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's a myth that Mary Magdalene. Yes. Uh, all of... All of Jesus' friends and disciples were mm-hmm. mourning outside of the cave where he was he was waiting to play peekaboo. Um, they were all mourning. Uh, this guy's dead. And she showed up with a bunch of eggs. Is this a part of the Bible? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just a rumor. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little apocrypha for you. Um, but Did she- Jesus ever interact with eggs? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know he interacted with fish. He did, and bread, <laughs> and wine. Hi, I'm Jesus. I'm serving fish. <laughs> Very cute. Um, no, to my knowledge, I'm going to have to... Now i got to look back into the good book, because I really am wondering about Jesus' relationship with eggs. Yes. I'm sorry. I interrupted your thought. It's okay, because you gave me a new one, which I'll figure out later. Uh, okay, good luck with that. <laughs> thank you, Anna. Uh Eggs. Oh, yeah. So she uh, she brought a bunch of eggs, cooked eggs. So I'm assuming hard-boiled. A bunch of hard-boiled eggs uh, for all of Jesus' friends who were sitting around the cave, the tomb. Um, and when she arrived, uh, she looked into her basket and she realized that all the eggs had turned blood red. And she looked and there was Jesus. I feel like that doesn't fit with the Bible at all. <laughs> it may or may not, but it explains the eggs. Why else do we have a holiday for eggs? <laughs> what do you have? I, <laughs> well, I don't know, in connection to eggs? No, just whatever. What's your epiphany, man? Oh, um, here, just a second. I guess it, it has, one of them has to do with the season. Okay. So, I I think we've gone over, we've talked about this before, Me, just me and you and oh. some other people because I like talking to people sometimes. Um, I think I've decided that my favorite season is spring, and which is upon us right now, which is when Easter is. It's not because of Easter. Um, I just like, I like the weather. Mm. I don't, like, I don't really mind the rain too much it's kind of nice after a bunch of snow um and it's not too hot and it's not like the big you know summer storms where trees are blowing down and everything 
Yeah, trees are mostly upright. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. So, what's your favorite season? Uh, my favorite season is fall because of all the things you just said, except for I don't like mud. Ah. And fall tends to avoid mud. True. Although, fall can get kind of gloomy. There's a scent of death in the air. Yeah, that's that when my birthday is. me on. My birthday's in fall. Oh. Yeah. And your birthday's <laughs> in spring. Uh, no, technically my birthday oh, wait, is in no, winter. You're right. You're right. It Also, like with how the seasons are kind of fucky right now, it is definitely winter during your during your birthday. Seasons don't exist. Have I said this? I don't know if I've said this to you. I don't know if you've talked to me about this. I may have or may not have. But um, we get mad at seasons for not doing the things they're supposed to do. But they're not supposed to do anything. They're general trends of climate. I'm not. However, you can say the climate has been. <laughs> yeah, okay. Has I'm, been fucky. I'm not going to. <laughs> we officially, as Epiphanies, we deny climate change 100%. <laughs> yes. As a person that has studied environmental things. I've decided climate, nah, it's not a thing. Who cares? Scientists, So wrong. it can't change. Well, you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Certainly there have been drastic changes, but like we, uh, throughout time there have been, 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 uh, been unseasonably warm days during the winter times. Yeah. There have been unseasonably cold days. Um, and the, the time when winter begins or ends, those aren't. We give them a day, and the day is not the day that winter ends. It's the day of the solstice, or the equinox. Yeah, um, which affects the climate, but yeah, it, well, isn't. It's based on the Earth's position. Yeah, and it's not like all the snow is going to melt in a day. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, but, but seen, we're, we have a religious fascination with things making sense <laughs> at the time. Like, well, no, all of this snow... <laughs> It's supposed to be spring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, no. We're. It's not supposed to be spring. We're just a little bit closer to the sun. Although, although it has been winter has been going like further into the spring season. And that is the fault of capitalism. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the <laughs> fault, fault of a greater climate change. If but you wanna, <laughs> which does exist. I recant. Climate change is real. <laughs> took a class yes but yeah so spring is my favorite season um why is i like snow i like everything blooming and everything like mm. and being so after having these depressing times being able to come back and um chewing ice are you chewing ice yeah i put some ice in my mouth okay <laughs> um being able to come out and Enjoy the sun, start getting, I don't know, just that vitamin D again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like it now. Now I've, I started running in the winter. Silly choice, really. But uh, now I can run outside. I mean, that's when, that's when you're supposed to start exercising is during the winter because. Who says that? Um, Magazines that want you to have a nice beach body. Oh. I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> they got me. I remember I used to read Seventeen magazine as a as a young lady. 
<laughs> and now, for some reason, I am obsessed with pop culture stuff. Not everything. I'm lost on some things. I'm good on others. <laughs> so, and I'm catching up on some things because didn't have internet at my house, really. Everything was either not internet or really slow once we got internet, so. Hey. Yeah. Speaking of internet, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to talk anything more about the internet. What I'm going to say oh, okay. is that uh, I, we just kind of decided this, that we would accept fan epiphanies, right? Yeah. Did someone give you a fan epiphany? Yeah, somebody did. Our good friend Amber. Ooh. A loyal listener has listened at least once, um, <laughs> which is, I mean, that's... At, I mean, out of three, yeah. Yeah. Great job. Definitely. No, actually, she listened to all, all three of them. She might have binged them. Ooh. Ooh, we're binge-worthy. Yeah. Or she's just a good person. But uh, she submitted this. Right? Sorry. Anyway. She, she submitted this uh, to me. She said, Joey, I thought about this. Why is it socially acceptable for women to wear bikinis on the beach? But if you wear bra and panties in the grocery store, that's not socially acceptable. Hmm. 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 And I, I immediately thought that it would be really funny if she had made this epiphany while she was being escorted out of a grocery store <laughs> in a bra and panties. <laughs> There's some injustice here. This doesn't seem right. And it's not. Yeah, no. No, it's not. Even, I mean, I feel like even if I walked into a grocery store in a bikini... I would not be escorted out. No shit. Like during the summer. I don't think I would be. Yeah, why? It's just, it's a matter of a door. Are you dirtier? Is it more body, more dirt? Is my nipple showing in one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> I guess, uh, I mean, Amber I is the one who had the epiphany, so we'll have to ask her if the, a nipple <laughs> was being shown. But, uh, Was your nipple being shown when you were escorted out? <laughs> please tell us. Anyway, yeah, fan yeah. epiphanies. I yeah, I, uh, I free a nipple. I'll free a nipple any day. Yeah, no, it, it, I totally because people are like, oh, that's the radical feminist, like free the nipple. And I'm like, is it really? When I don't know when guys can free their nipples, and honestly, it sometimes like even I can't wear a shirt. Or I can. I can do anything really I want except for have my have just my bare tits out. But um, like even wearing a shirt without a bra and having maybe have you nip when it's cold or something, that even is awkward for people right now. And We're not ready. Well, like you should be. Oh, no. Because guys can nip. I, can I, nip. I know you agree with me. I do. I think at least. I think if... <laughs> If freeing the nipple is radical, then I don't want to be orthodox. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it really, it like, uh, there's a photo circulating on Facebook I've seen that uh, it very funnily, Facebook has decided that it's like uh, bad content. So they have that little, you know, the eye thing you have to click to uncover the mm -hmm. photo, which is great. They have, uh, but it's just a, a man uh, or a male presenting figure next to uh, the person with a female breast um and next to each other and just like diagramming with a marker breast tissue areola nipple these are the same thing 
Yeah. Why is one so vastly different? And the different the difference is that men look at the the female breast and go, "Ha, I'm aroused." Yeah. The problem is not well, that like, women are have their breasts out. The problem is that men uh, see a breast, get rock hard, and they want to hit it. Yeah, and I don't think this is the correct argument. I think the best argument is just not to sexual. Like, I think you can sexualize things or like be turned on by things. Don't make something sexual when it's just like, okay. But so I think you can be turned on by different things. Yeah. But um, but don't legislate around your arousal. Legislate a around. face can turn someone on. Yeah. Does that mean like, and there are countries where they hide the women's face. Um, but it gets ridiculous and you could even say i don't think this is the correct um argument but like a a man's pecs could be arousing to someone they are yeah like well like and they are sexualized but for some reason like the women's sexuality becomes not good for children or teenagers or what the general public to see it's just for the bedroom and then for men they're sexualized so you see many like fit guys with their shirts off in tv shows even like pg pg 13 movies and stuff that young kids can see high school musical and they are seen at like they have a scene maybe showing them as a sexualized thing but they can still do it and I so. don't know. But when it comes to the grocery store thing, right away I thought about um, about in Europe how um, it's more normal for, or like even, uh, even like South America, Central America, like it's sometimes more normal to show more skin like the, like the thong bikini or something, or just being completely, completely naked and... But you don't wear that to the grocery store usually. But why? I don't know what happens if you do go naked to a grocery store in those countries. I the only thing the only possible thing I can think that would actually be a quantifiable negative about having a nude person in a grocery store is that like they could get a foot fungus. Yeah. It it could be more dangerous for them. Yeah, that's honestly. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's just an employee is going to get distracted. I'm distracted by a couple of people when I worked at Quick Trip, like fighting over the soda machine. That's much more distracting. If a nude person had come in, I would have gone ah, nudie, and then I would have gone back to like, who's going to get the seven up? We're all out. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, great suggestion, Amber. Yeah. I think it it is a very good suggestion and thank you for sharing your epiphany we really encourage all listeners to branch out reach out via our social media platform facebook whether it be an epiphany or a word like we got blow dart we got blow dart before and there was a little bit of a context to it but we kind of just took blow dart yeah yes what do you have to say about a new epiphany (laughs) got anything else bud Another epiphany? Yeah. Um, this has some of my old epiphanies on it that I've already shared. <laughs> um, 
I do have people talking at you. Mm. That's been a new thing that I've been thinking about. Tell me everything. Tell you everything. I've been noticing more. So as you get out into the world, of course, you start noticing like different social interactions you have and you start thinking about why do I enjoy this social interaction compared to this social interaction? And one of the ones that I keep noticing is people just talking at you mm. and not really listening, which is a like a lot like everybody's experienced that. Especially women. Yeah, especially and that's the other context is thinking about who is talking at me. And unfortunately, like I want I want us to keep moving forward and I believe that there is moving forward, but a lot of times it is men talking at me and well, to move like forward, trying to tell have... and sometimes it is about sorry <laughs> me talking at you now <laughs> i'm listening um sweet content. uh sometimes it is about like a women like a like a women's issue or something like that and they will talk at me about the women's issue and like i don't know do you do you get this as a guy People, people talking at me talking at you like it in anything like it could be something that's not women's issue but maybe something that you feel like yeah i've had um people will talk at me about comedy oh yeah yeah i get that they'll like um not super often but i do for anybody who doesn't know me uh i do improv comedy comedy city de Pere. Shows, 7.30 and 9.30, Fridays and Saturdays, a whole bunch of other shows throughout the week. Come on down. Most of the listeners are from Comedy City. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, that being said, um, I do have people, uh, patrons, who come to the shows and then will, like, try to tell me about improv. Like, they'll, they'll before the show or something, also they'll say, oh, this is an improv show, huh? Well, you know, uh, I've been down to Second City uh second city does improv shows and you know really like yeah i know i've i read the books i wikipedia that too i've been doing this for enough time and they'll like try to like uh, you know uh you can do uh you can do improv uh and it doesn't always have to be short scenes i know you guys like to do short scenes uh but i've seen people who will do long scenes yeah yeah they they do long scenes we we don't as much but i know it exists and they'll like they, they explain that and i imagine that's Obviously, the, the the baseline issue, though, is that somebody will talk to you as if you don't understand anything, right? Mm-hmm. As if, like, you're just a... Yeah, and the thing is, I some people cannot, and the people that I'm talking about that would talk at you cannot tell that you're trying to... It's pretty obvious signals when you're like, yeah, I know. You just you just say I know and try to shut down that conversation. Oh, and they keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and because they get offended that you're trying to shut it down sometimes, and then they try to defend themselves by like, no, 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 you don't understand, and then they talk it like. Mm. I've had that a few times, and I, I'm a slower talker. And like if I, if something comes up and I have an opinion on it, 
it might take me a little bit just to form the words to get the opinion out. But, you know, there are people that will take advantage of that and just say, no, 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 I ha- I'm the authority on this. Even though, like, especially when it comes to, like, a guy talking to me about, like, being a woman or, um, I don't know, like, or dyslexia or something like that, where I'm like, no, I, along with, I don't know, along with, experiencing that stuff myself I've also thought about it I've taken classes on it like I've heard I've had other conversations about it it's not like it's not like I'm sitting here just talking to myself and like you know what this is what I think and not doing any research or talking to anybody about it which is what they're doing which is sometimes they're taught like sometimes they do have research sometimes they I think they're I think they're thinking about it too, but they underestimate me. Yeah. And I've done that. Like yeah. I've done that to women. I know I have, and it's like something that I look at and I don't I I try to be woke. Um, but I still slip up. I think there's there is a social a cultural idea that women will not know as much as men and everything I see and all of my male figures have in some way bestowed that idea on me which is a a false idea blatantly false provably false but still sometimes I will start a conversation with a woman and I will assume just because she's a woman that she doesn't know what she's talking about on the subject which is bad which is a big bad but when corrected that's an excellent opportunity to reevaluate your biases and continue on and have a productive conversation Mm mm-hmm or it also happens where you hear a little bit of an opinion. Uh, sorry, you hear a little bit of an opinion, and you start to assume um, the rest of their why they think that. So uh. why I might have this idea about women, or why a lot of times I've had it where, and this is my bad on my part. Like if I hear something about someone's religion, and then I just assume what their ideas are um and yeah when honestly once I started listening and started looking into it like there are so many different ideas behind why people believe what they believe and I and I still slip up every once in a while like I'll be talking to someone and they're like no yeah I I believe this or I've experienced this issue and it's like sorry (laughs) did not mean to do that and then you can have a conversation about that yeah, like, but my, my like mo- you just said <laughs> well my um my mom's a good example of that because she's she's very religious but she turned to religion after her child died mm-hmm. and so i'm not religious um i don't maybe i believe in a god but i don't know <laughs> i'm kind of flirting with god right now uh but no not really <laughs> but my my mom like if you attack her on her religion you're attacking her on her child's death. You're attacking her on the whole source of meaning she got after a horrible traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And like, I think uh, that wasn't fully what you were saying, but it is like looking into the background of why people believe things. So when somebody comes up to you and you say, hey, I think that uh, women deserve equal pay. They're not, well, you must be a liberally educated radical feminist. <laughs> yeah. And well, and even... um it can go the other way 
even if you hear an opinion that you agree with, don't assume that it's like that they're going to that they're <laughs> exactly how you think in that like everything they say is right or everything you say is right. Because I don't know, I when you said your mom, I was thinking about my mom who doesn't believe in God. Oh, but, they should fight. Oh, they should. <laughs> mom, fight. <laughs> um, to a point where sometimes she doesn't have sympathy for for believing 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 <laughs> uh for believing in religion and why people believe in religion um and i don't know sometimes i'm like oh just just simmer down a bit and listen to what they what these religious people have to say and i understand she was she has her own experiences with it but yeah like i can criticize her on sometimes being too harsh with people well, I'm glad we solved bias today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know what I want to talk about? Oh, this kind of goes in fairly well. Okay. Um, you know who Oscar Wilde is? Yes. Oscar Wilde. For those of you who don't know, Oscar Wilde was a fantastic uh, British playwright, author, poet. He wrote a picture of Dorian Gray, uh, The Importance of Being Earnest. Others, more. Yeah. The Ballad of Brooklyn, not Brooklyn. I can't remember what it's called. He wrote a poem in jail that's really good. What was it called? Something Jail. But it's spelled Gowl, G-A-O-L. Because the British don't know how to spell that word. <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh yeah, so he, fantastic guy. Um, but he was also a preacher of aestheticism, which is um, the aesthete movement uh, in the late 1800s, Victorian times was, was uh, basic the cultural acceptance of things as beautiful just for the sake of being beautiful. So, in contrast to a utilitarian view of, you know, these these garments have to serve a specific purpose, or this painting has to be specifically good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, asceticism was like, no, it's it's beauty, beauty for beauty's sake, um, and he became kind of like the figurehead, the the face of uh, the aesthete movement. Um, and he did talking tours, uh, which were kind of, uh, they're kind of like stand-up, a lot of it. And he would make funny jokes, like observational, like, oh, well, the the people here in, 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 in the township of Texas sure seem like they do a lot of coal mining. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's much better than that. Um, but uh, he, he would give speaking tours on this. Um, and he ended up in Mississippi. And he he had heard a lot about a fellow by the name of Jefferson Davis. Do you know who that is? Yes. Who is he? Don't ask me to say. <laughs> I, a general? Oh, yeah, a general who then became the president of the Confederacy. Yeah. And this was post Confederacy. I forget. What's it? Oh, what was? Who was the guy who was during right. the Confederacy? No, I mean he—he he was the president of the Confederacy. I'm saying uh, Oscar Wilde met him post Confederacy. Oh no, you told me about this. Yeah, I did. And okay. now I'm telling everybody. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Robert E. Lee was the other one. That's what I'm talking. No, he was the. Was he the president or was he, no, he was just the lead general? He was a general. Yeah, I I. I remember some stuff from high school. 
I didn't take any oh, no, these history are, classes like don't that. Don't get me wrong. These are the only two names I know. So <laughs> okay. I'm by no means an expert. Uh, but uh, gosh darn old uh, Oscar Wilde traveled down uh, to see uh, Jefferson Davis yeah. after the war. So he was he was basically let off after the war. He was uh, the, the Union. Everything got Union. Everything came together and things were great. Slavery was over and nobody had any other troubles again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> absolutely true. Uh, I, I do reconstruction remember... worked fine. I do remember this from history class. Yeah. Um, the Klan came back later. Who cares? Uh, most importantly, though, uh, he, he was basically let off. He lived with his family in Biloxi, Mississippi. And Oscar Wilde happened to be doing a speaking tour. Uh, down around those parts, and he went and visited Jefferson Davis, stayed a night in the home of Jefferson Davis, and Oscar Wilde. Big house. Big old house, plantation style, Mm -hmm. because it was a plantation. Uh, He he liked him. He was smitten with the lost cause, like, uh, what do you call it? I actually, I took a little note on this. Oh, a great cause, quote unquote, um, and said, quote, the principles for which the South went to war cannot suffer defeat. The principles. Oh, uh, unquote. Unquote before I said the principles. Anyway. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, these are good principles. And he, uh, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he was uh, born, he was, I say he's British, but he was actually born in Ireland and raised in Ireland. Okay. Um, and Ireland was a massive, massive fight for freedom. And so I'm assuming when he said principles, he meant like, I don't know, we shouldn't have people uh, trying to tell you what to do. And he wasn't thinking like, oh, we should fully enslave people and and use their labor for our own. I don't think that was Oscar Wildean at all. Um, so I, 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 I want to think he was just talking about it. The South had an aesthetic, too. <laughs> maybe he enjoyed cowboy boots he was like i like your aesthetic you went to war for it thank you yeah, slavery is bad but i love your boots <laughs> fantastic oh i don't think i even mentioned he was gay oh yeah i knew yeah that. yeah, yeah. Uh, but like so a, a gay man i well, he, he was not out obviously but like a man who eventually went to jail and then was uh expatriated away to france um, because of his homosexuality, um, was like, eh, well, go Confederacy, which yeah. <laughs> is fantastic. Um, but I just like that blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, and I was trying to think of a contemporary example of how fucking strange that would be. And the best I could think of is if uh, Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. <laughs> went over and had lunch with Theresa May of England <laughs> and was like, oh, Brexit. Yeah. Gosh, wish that would have worked out. <laughs> you, you think of Oscar Wilde as Jonathan from Queer Eye. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm thinking of this. something that it's not quite parallel, but yeah. fine, RuPaul. <laughs> RuPaul. Some gay figure, a yeah. figure of like strength in a minority community going and visiting somebody from a different nation that vaguely tries to <laughs> represent strength, but is also a little mostly entirely racist. 
You, so you think they're racist? Theresa May? Brexit is about... No, no, I'm talking about... Oh, I thought you were saying that Jonathan or RuPaul were racist. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, we'll but... see. There are some things around RuPaul. <laughs> oh. Not RuPaul himself, but drag race. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. We're fans of the race. We are. We... Big fans. <sighs> Theresa May. Theresa May. Jonathan Van Ness and Theresa May. But she's the she's the racist one behind Brexit. Yeah. Well, it, like anti-immigrant. Just okay. basically. The immigrants are the reason that things are going poorly here. Yeah. Of course, yeah. And giving us euros. <laughs> She's giving us getaway. She's giving you fuck you. <laughs> She's giving us solidarity. <laughs> She's giving us no more EU. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done she's with this bit. The, she's given them safe spaces. What? Brexit is just a giant safe space. True. Okay. <laughs> Hot take. Hot Big take. if true. Who? <laughs> um, did you have any more epiphanies? Uh, I mean, like, that was also your epiphany, but um, I had another one, but I forgot to write it down. And just Frickin' tell it, Anna. Oh, no, I can't remember what it was. Oh, then don't. I was cooking a, a veggie hot dog, a oh. veggie dog, and couldn't remember. Oh, I think it was connected with spring, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. I've been getting this epiphany just, or if you call it an epiphany, just like Anything a, is an epiphany. That's what the podcast is about. Okay. Just like these sparks of excitement for summer and camping and stuff. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, that was kind of something I discovered the past week or so when I've been like deciding, okay, I'm going to, I I used to rollerblade every summer, except for last summer, I didn't get to rollerblade. And so this summer, my goal is to rollerblade again, but then also uh, figured out how to use the brake on the rollerblade. Because and it has I've been always, crashing for years. I've been... I've been looking way ahead of me in the road and then just trying to not skate anymore, slide it out, and then once I go slow enough, just like run, walk into the grass (laughs) to stop myself. Does it work? I mean, it does, but I think I... It'd be nice to be able to stop sooner (laughs) and not be so... I mean, like, it's good to be cautious when you're rollerblading, but... (laughs) Like to woman of simple needs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm very excited for that this summer. And then also every all the other getting out and summertime activities. I want to do a lot of different things instead of doing the same thing every because like there was a there were summers where I got out a lot, but I just repeated the same thing over and over again. I I like routine when I do have a routine. And preach. Yes. And I used to do the exact same routine, eat the exact same meal every day. And yeah. But you need excitement. I I should have excitement. <laughs> A woman of simple needs. Yes. Or Not- else maybe I should get back to that so I'm so I feel like I have more control in my life, but we'll report back. Yes. <laughs> in fall. In fall. <laughs> my favorite. 
season. We'll see how summer. Because it's my birthday. Yeah. (laughs) My favorite holiday is the one where I get to get you a present. (laughs) I used to think fall was my favorite season because it was my birthday, but then I realized my birthday isn't even until almost winter. So. True. Why should I like the whole season? (laughs) (laughs) Throw it away. (laughs) I only want this part. Uh, You reminded me with so we went to the mountain. Did we mention that? Yep. Yeah, we did. Oh, I forgot. It's been 40 minutes. Things have changed. I've changed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we went to the mountain and we drove in mm-hmm. a car. Um, and I had this thought that <laughs> you see you, roadkill happens all the time, which is sad. So yeah. many animals. There were so many on the road today because they're all like, ah, springtime, my favorite, my favorite season. And then the cars are like, mine too. Yeah. Well, have you ever thought about how ridiculous it is? that like there's these animals just trying to live their life and then we just are like oh fuck it and we just put a road there and don't even try to help them like live their life again <laughs> like don't even built try- us a tunnel well like some places do that some people yeah. because they have oh, i forgot what it's called environmental science 101 like they're compassion well they're the like kind of islands or whatever it is it's just like ecosystem separated and so there's so there's like an ecosystem and then it's separated by something like a road or a city or whatever Mm. and they need connectors and there are projects to put connectors in there so like deer can cross through um through uh an urban area or whatever it is to get to this other place and sometimes there are like there might be a bridge that goes over and then so the deer can go around and of course there are always going to be those deer or whatever it is that run out into the road and and they deserve it no they don't (laughs) but yeah anyway sorry it is very sad and we should be doing more to try to solve that issue because it like even if you don't care about the animals it's ruining cars so i don't know (laughs) i don't know those people that love their cars (laughs) that's a that's a two-pronged uh argument there anna do it for the animals or do it for yourself or do it for both i don't know i i don't want to hit an i've only hit one animal and it was i cried afterwards i went home and i cried um i hit a raccoon and that was during high school. I haven't hit an animal since. And yeah. And also, I don't want to ruin my car. Like, it'd be, yeah. Both are terrible. You never told me. You Maybe it just shouldn't drive a car so I don't have to care about it. But Oh, yeah. Then you would, oh, you'd also have no burden for the carbon footprint. Yeah. Girl, get a bike. Yeah. I, you can stop a bike pretty quickly. <laughs> Probably never. <laughs> Um, I'll rollerblade once I learn how to break. My epiphany, though, was... Or, instead of solving this problem, we could, because right now what happens, people hit the thing, and then in the morning it's gone, because nice people, uh, either the people who are citizen soldiers who want to pick up the roadkill to feed their families, uh, or... Mm-hmm the governmental employees who do such things uh they get rid of them anyway uh they get rid of the carcasses of all these animals but if they didn't what if they didn't yeah it would just be oh 
bunch of bones on the side. There would... It takes a long time for bones to deteriorate. Yeah. No, it would uh, It would just be some with a little bit of flesh, some completely like sun-bleached, shining uh, by the asphalt. You'd just drive through and you'd probably slow down to take it all in, just sections of highway surrounded by bones. It, Yeah, it'd, just, it'd be like... Like those horror movies or those movies where like they're you're going to an evil place, which that that is ultimately what it would be like. Like um, we're gonna finally see like the Lion King, the Lion. where you go out to where the hyenas are and there are just like skulls and bones all over. Everything the light touches is yours, <laughs> except for the Bone Highway. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we don't go there just bonuses oh. that like that would be crazy although some of, some of them <laughs> might be, be so crazy some, some of them might be dragged off by animals too like just naturally but yeah collateral damage yeah 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 bones love them <laughs> and that's I, I guess i don't hate them you don't hate bones no they they they're the structure to my body fantastic <laughs> okay let's end this podcast <laughs> Okay. Well, my name is Anna. And my name is Joey. Uh, Tune in next week to catch a whiff of these epiphanies. (laughs) (laughs) Was I supposed to say that better? (laughs) No, I was supposed to start. (laughs) (laughs)